Welcome back with Real and Raw with Ben Taylor. Join me as I unlock and as I show you just underneath the curtain of my life of how living the warrior's way has transformed who I actually am from the inside out. And in doing this, I end up going on here and just sharing my stacks, sharing the things that I do to reframe and change my mindset on a day-to-day -day basis. So Without further ado, we're just gonna jump right in. If you get to the place where you want to interact or you want to work with me or you want to see how can you actually do this in your life, shoot me a DM, shoot me a message, reach out, go to rawmotivations.com. We'd love to be able to talk to you there. Uh, I also have Instagram platform called Real and Raw with Ben Taylor, so check that out. Anyways, we're gonna be diving in. So it started off like the one of the first stacks was the day before Christmas like December 24th. And this year was a little bit different than what it's ever been before because going into it, I knew that there was going to be something different from last year. You see, last year, I woke up on Christmas Day without doing the basic daily stuff that I normally do to keep myself grounded, to keep myself centered. And so stepping into this year, I was like, I wanna do something different. I want to make a difference in how I actually show up. I'm not gonna show up where I'm stressed, where I'm disconnected from my wife, from my daughter, like I wanna actually show up completely present. And so part of this was going through and trying to remember and recall this about last year so that I would walk into this completely different. Understanding that the person that I am today is completely different than what I was before. Like my life has radically transformed in just over the year. Over the year, it's different in all different areas. It's different in like how I show up physically. Like my body's different. Like my fat percentage is different. My muscle's different. Like showing up where I can protect. Showing up in, as a man. Like there's so many different aspects there. Therapy has helped me a ton in how I'm transitioning like my mindset, my thought process. Meditation has been its own transformation. Like understanding and learning how to eradicate the stories I believe have been my own re revelation of just, oh, like this is what I can do. This is how I can actually change and grow and develop me. And so there's this choice that happens every single day of, am I going to invest in myself or am I going to invest in other people or how does this work? And so we normally think of like, hey, it's a good thing to invest in other people, right? But it only works when you're pouring from a full glass. So like people are like, you can't pour from an empty glass. Well, it's the same thing. But people normally don't like it when you actually turn that spotlight on. Hey, you have to focus on your growth first. For me, I know that's 100% true. If I don't focus on my growth, then I'm not going to show up as the man that I actually need to be. A year ago, like this choice that I made, like I didn't, didn't connect with it. Like I didn't actually get up, focus on what I need to do. So it produced this piece of disconnection. But now as I look back, I made a choice a year ago and it paid off. This whole year has been a different choice to how I showed up differently. It showed in how I connected with my meditation. It showed when how I grew my business. It showed how I made all of this choice. And I wrote in my stack here, I said, I made this choice out of frustration. I remember feeling and saying never again was I going to sleep in like that, even on vacations, even on holidays, because it was never worth it. Like it was never worth it to have this disconnection with my wife and kids during that day. It was never worth it. Like nothing and no one could convince me of like, oh, well, you should do it just because like, no, it was never worth it. Now I wrote in here, I was like, does that mean I didn't sleep in at all? No, there were a few, maybe several times this year that I did sleep in. But the difference was I had them solidified of like why I didn't sleep in and like the others were like tactical, meaning like I knew that I had to do it for my health and I adjusted my schedule so I didn't get behind on other things and I didn't mess up my mindset. 
And so like looking back over this past year, one of the hardest things is being able to even quantify everything that's changed because everything has changed. Like there's been so many things that have radically transformed over my entire life. Like the like my life has radically shifted in how I show up for people, how I show up for my wife, how I show up for my daughter, how I show up for me. And the transformation, it is just hard to be able to even like describe how much has actually changed, how much has actually brought me to this place. So one of the things that I'm focusing on in 2024 is going to be gratitude because gratitude, I believe, is the baseline of what needs to happen to be able to trust God. Gratitude is one of the foundational pieces that if you don't have gratitude in your life, you can't really tap into joy. Joy really isn't a piece that you can find. You can find these like short bursts of happiness, but actually being able to tap into joy is impossible without gratitude. So for me this year, one of the things that I'm focusing on is trusting God. And by doing that, I have to actually start at the baseline of gratitude. Gratitude leads to joy. Joy leads to love. Love leads to no fear. No fear leads to trust, and trust leads to giving God all. But if I don't actually start with the baseline principle of I have to be have gratitude, I have to be thankful for the things that are happening in my life, nothing will change. Nothing will actually happen or nothing will move forward. So I wrote a stack. This is back on, uh, I guess, Christmas yeah, Christmas Day. And, and I sent this. I was like, hey, this stack is just writing to people that are closest to me. Like I sent out over, I think it was Christmas day. I sent out over like 20, I was probably more like 30 messages to different people, like wishing them a Merry Christmas, but like thanking them for being in my life, thanking for the influence that they had on me. Thank you for like all this different kind of stuff. And I've never done this before. Like this has never been an intentional even thought of let me actually show gratitude to other people. And so there was a huge piece of like being able to show up in this way that was different. There was like a warmth in my chest of just being able to share, hey, I'm really blessed and I'm really thankful to have all these different people in my life. These people that have helped me understand and grow myself has been massively huge. And being able to have so many people that I work with and that I they serve every single day, like different people that I coach, different people that I work with. And there's so many people that I have the honor of just serving and being in their lives. Like there's things I learn from other people that, that I lead, that I interact with. And all these different people, like I get to see different ones holding me accountable by them living in their truth, by them running in a direction and me being able to say, oh, I can run that direction too. I can be able to grow in that way too. So it was really huge. Like I wrote in the stack, I wanna be able to truly bask in the reality of the true blessing that I have so many people in my life. I'm truly blessed. That's it, full stop. Like I want to realize and see this more. I want to see the incredible privilege and weight that I'm that I that I carry, leading, guiding, supporting, and serving those in my life. So being able to have this attitude of gratitude this entire year is going to be a huge part and a big part for me. So then I stepped into a huge stack. And the huge stack meaning I didn't finish it in one day. This was a multiple day. It was basically took me about a week stack. And it was talking about the next version of me. You see, as I look back on the past and I talked about, hey, this has been a radically transformative year, I then look ahead and I'm like, hey, where am I actually going? Like what is actually going to happen? How am I going to grow and develop? And specifically in the area of business, I struggle to be able to think through how big the business can grow because I'm limited in my mindset about money. 
money has been this piece that has always been this hard piece of like growing up in a Christian family, growing up in a, a family that didn't make a lot of money. It was like, hey, make money to provide, but don't make too much money because then you'll be sinful. That wasn't told, but it was it was kind of like caught. Okay, uh, and so part of this whole piece has been trying to rewire my mindset of money. And I'm not going to go through the whole stack because it's probably the longest one that I have this this week. Uh, but one of the things that I realized is there was this perception that I started to pick up uh, from parents and from people in Christian circles. And this perspective that they that I picked up was if the person is making a lot of money, then they're not spiritual. Like if they're making a lot of money, then their home's going to be broken and they're going to be divorced and they're going to have all this stuff. They're not going to live right. Like all this stuff. Like it was just a, it, it was kind of like shown as a rule, even though it was never told to me as a rule, but it was something in my life that I was like, oh, make a lot of money, like not good. And so in moving into this piece, it's like, hey, how do I actually work on breaking that down? And part of it, I realized it was me making a rule in my life based on a perception that my parents had and that was communicated down to me. Now, they didn't necessarily sit me down and be like, you have a lot of money, you're a bad person. They didn't do that, but that's just the that's just the vibe. That's just the, the feeling, the aspect of what I picked up and what I kind of got from that. So a lot of this has been trying to work through this whole piece of why do I not feel worthy to be able to grow and develop like larger than what I currently am. And there's this, these thought processes that keep going through, that keep like messing with my mind. So I've been trying to step out of this scarcity mindset into abundance mindset. I've done this before, but each level of life, you have a new, like, new ceiling to be able to hit, a new ceiling to be able to break through. And that's always difficult. So like on this journey, it's like, hey, I need to actually stack this to be able to work through it. And so I put down this one piece of it where I'm talking through why am I not worthy? And worthiness is like a huge piece that like people struggle with. So like for me, I was like, why do I not feel worthy? What does worth have to do with this anyways? Okay, so in thinking about this, there's a part of me that does not feel worthy to be rich. Like there's a part of me that doesn't think I should be allowed to be abundant in my finances. Why? Because I'm not worthy. Okay, what is making me unworthy of being rich? How does this connect? I don't really know really. I guess it's just a mindset that I was raised with. Not going to cut it. You need to have more than that, okay? I don't think I'm good enough to be rich. So you think you need to earn riches by acting and being a certain way? No, I don't really think that. I am unworthy to be rich. Why? Because I don't think I'm good enough to be rich. Why? Because money will corrupt me and make me not a good person. Why? Because that is what I was taught growing up. Why? Because my parents didn't have money and people that did weren't people that they interacted with. Why? Because we only went to small churches and didn't see people that were very rich. Rich people had a bad taste in our mouths about them and all. Why? Because we saw a lot, lot of rich people with messed up lives. Why? Because that's all we focused on. There were plenty of poor people that had messed up lives too. The money doesn't make or break the person. It just exposes more of the shit inside. So here we have a belief that was given to me by my parents because that is who they were and only people that they saw as being rich were the ones that were not good people at all. So then their perspective of others changed my worldview of others, which affected my self-view of me of how I show up. So part of the belief that I'm not worthy stems from the fact that my parents were poor and saw rich people as bigger sinners than others. 
And I wrote in here, I was like, wow, the judgment that is built up in that whole aspect of Christianity. Like this is the stupid thing that has wrecked a lot of aspects of my life. I see it now. I didn't fully see it then, but I see it now. I saw it in Christmas when I was judged about certain things that we got or we gave. I saw it in how like people talked and I could see the judgment. So I get it. I have to fight in my mind that as well. Like I cannot let someone else's perception control what I think about myself. It will limit how much I grow. It will limit what I do. It will limit me. I'm done with limitations from other people. Like this is a milestone for me to be able to crush this so that I do not get limited by others' perceptions. I will not let anyone else limit me from the calling that I have and from becoming a huge influence on others and have a liberating force to people out there. So this is part of my stack, just coming to terms and realizing that I've been controlled by this perception. Like they didn't control me. They didn't mean to. There's no like ill will or negativity there. It's just been this piece of like, hey, this is the perception that I took And like when I took this perception, it completely showed me like a different worldview. Then it changed my version of me. And so it was really fascinating just to be able to like realize this and break this down. So the second one, the next one that we jumped into is this whole aspect of like when called, people will hate. And we started working through this whole thing of like when, when someone is called by God to be able to do something, people will end up hating them. Like it's just... That's just how it is, right? And so I realized that there's really two main reasons why people will hate me. One is people are gonna hate me because of the abuse of awful things that I've done in the past to my wife, and they're going to see that and think about their abuser and think about the person in their life, and they will hate me because vicariously, I did the same thing as that person, right? That makes sense, that makes logical sense. And then the second reason is there are gonna be people that hate me because of my transformation. Now, at first you might be like, well, that doesn't even make sense. Like if you're growing and changing and becoming a better man, why wouldn't people like that? And oftentimes in the circles that I run with and the people that I work with, it's like because their person didn't change. Like their person didn't do the transformational work that I'm doing. So it produces almost like this resentment of like, how come you can change, but I wasn't good enough to get my person to change. And that's where it's really interesting because I started to realize in talking through this concept that people would get upset at me because their toxic partner or the person that they had in their life wasn't changing. But in reality, is because they're basing a lot of their worth, a lot of their value on that other person's opinion of them. Just like I was doing in like the money conversation that we just had. Like I was basing this perception, this opinion on uh, like what other people thought of me, what other people had already like shown up in different ways. So I realized, hey, this applies to a lot of different things. It's not just one specific area. This applies to a lot of different things. So then I stepped into and I did a stack uh, a couple days after um, Christmas. And part of this was like, why in the world am I waking up so early? Like that's what I titled it because sometimes you step into a stack and you're just like, I just need to dump where I currently am. And then we'll figure it out from there. And part of it was over the past couple of weeks, there's been random nights where I just wake up at like three 30 in the morning, like in between literally in between like three 31 and like three 39. Like it's like very specific. And every time I'm just kind of like, what in the world? Then I go back to bed. Okay. And then I finally just got the place of like, okay, I'm just going to get up and I'm just going to start my day. And so I started this stack and I was like, why in the world am I up this early? Like this day I got up, uh, it was at like three 33 and got out of bed and started like going through writing down and doing meditation. And I stepped into reading, um, um, 
what's it called? Crap, I forget what it's called. Uh, Jesus Calling, that's the name of the book. Uh, I started, like stepped into that and the reading was just so powerful. Like I was not expecting to get what I got out of it, but it just started off, I'll read you just the reading because there's like two paragraphs. It says, I am preparing you for what is on the road ahead just around the bend. Take time to be still in my presence so that I can strengthen you. The busier you become, the more you need this time apart with me. So many people many people think that time spent with me is a luxury they can't afford. As a result, they live and work in their own strength. Until that becomes depleted, then they either cry out to me or for help or turn away in bitterness. How much better it is to walk close to me depending on my strength, trusting me in every situation. If you live this way, you will do less but accomplish far more. Your unhurried pace of living will stand out in this rush-crazed age. Some people may deem you lazy, but many will be blessed by your peacefulness. Walk in the light with me and you will reflect me to the watching world. And I was just like, wow, like a lot of that resonated with me being like, I need to actually spend time doing the things that I need to do. Like spend time with God, spend time in meditation, spend time stacking. And the more I grow and the busier I get, the more I need this time. Because typically that's the first thing to go. Like people are like, oh yeah, I don't have time to do devotions or I don't have time to pray or I don't have time to meditate or all this kind of stuff, like journal, whatever it might be. And typically it's because, oh, I'm too busy. But in reality, like when life is getting busy like that, that's when the focus needs to be grounded back on what's actually true. Like what's actually like grounding me to what needs to happen. So like there is this piece of being able to get clear with meditation, being able to get clear with presence, being able to just get present with God, with family, with everybody. And so like understanding, like I need to just let go of a lot of different things. Like there's still pieces of my life that I wanna try to control. Like I wanna try to control meditation so I actually drop in or actually get a revelation out of meditation. And as a result, I don't because I'm trying to control it. I'm trying to like manhandle my way into having this like special connection when it doesn't work that way. Like I need to be able to step in and like rest in his presence. And there's this piece of like realizing like the thing that I want like disconnects me the most because of how I want it. Like I want a connection with God so bad in meditation. I'm like, I will meditate. Let me meditate. You know, and it's and it's not actually helping me move forward because I'm just trying to be in control. And so like I just can't control my way to the outcome that I want. That's what I want to do. Like that's the piece that I struggle with. Like I want to get to the place where like my my head my my heart is connecting and not just my head taking over. Like I want the whole piece of being actually able to step in and understand, hey, I can actually connect with God through meditation, but it's not this thing that I have to force. It's not this thing that I have to like make sure it actually happens the exact way. And so like this control piece is like huge because it's not just meditation. It permeates throughout all of my life. Like when I get in my head, I'm like, hey, I can control this. I can control my emotions. I control these feelings. I don't have to engage this way, like all these things. And so understanding like I can't control and letting go is key. But letting go, I wrote in here, letting go is hard. Like it's scary, it's vulnerable, it's eye-opening, it's hard work and to walk through that. But when I do let go, there is peace. That's the wild thing is, is it feels like it's death, but it's actually peace on the other side. There's comfort and there's joy. Like why do I fight this so much? Because letting go is ego death at some level. It's saying that I don't have it figured out. It's saying that I won't have it figured out and that it's okay, that I don't have to have it figured out so I can just rest in him. Like God has been prepping and preparing me for something. I don't know what. Like I'm not really sure what it is. I just know that I have to be ready and willing to do the things that I know I need to do. 
Like I need to be ready and willing to follow when he says to follow, to step when he says step, even if that means like if it's not super exciting or not sexy. Like I just have to be able to do the boring work every single day. Like that's it. And so realizing and coming to this terms of like when I try to control the outcome of connection, whether that's with my wife or with God or whatever it might be, like I miss out on presence. Like I miss out of actually fully being engaged, fully being present in my life of what's actually happening. And so the cool thing was stepping into Christmas, like I kind of started off at the beginning talking about last year I was disconnected, this year was completely different. Then I had the opportunity of doing this gratitude stack. And so in this moment, the gratitude stack was like, what, why did Christmas trigger you to feel grateful? Because it worked. Like getting up early, engaging with what really matters first helped me be so much more present. It was amazing. Like my parents said it was amazing. My wife said it was amazing. Like our daughter thought it was amazing. Like it was the one of the best Christmases that we've ever had. And like I wrote here, I'm really excited and thankful this past Christmas day. It was one of the best Christmases that we've ever had. And I felt the most connected to everyone that I've ever had before. Why? Because I did the work that was needed in order to be present. Like this is the thing. Like Kayla, my wife, she noticed. Like parents noticed. Like daughter noticed. Like I was there. I was engaged. I wasn't distracted with work. I didn't focus on my phone. I was more unplugged than I had ever been before. And it was amazing. Like, and that's the thing is like, I want to be able to continue to do practices like this. I want to continue to be able to show up in a way that says, Hey, I'm willing to be present. I'm willing to engage more than anything. But this has been taking a long period of time. Like a lot of me has had to like shave off pieces of me that I didn't like. A lot of me has had to transform who I actually am. Been to get to this place of saying, Hey, I can actually show up present. Step into another gratitude stack, just walking through how I'm actually grateful for God, like how he actually provides for me from day to day. Like when I look at this past year, all of the things that have happened have been him, lining things up, connecting things, like aligning things. It's been absolutely incredible. I've been super blessed to be able to say, hey, he has provided for my needs. Doesn't mean that I haven't put in a lot of effort and a lot of work, but he's also been the one providing for my needs. So then I stepped into another stack lots of stacks. I stepped into another stack and this whole piece was running after God. So like this week has been like a gratitude and like a God journey. Like that's just been what has been. And so part of it has been running towards him and saying, hey, like what do I actually need to learn? What do I actually need to do? And I, I brought up this verse and this verse kind of sp- spoke to me. I haven't read this in forever, but Hosea 10, 12, which is talking about sow for yourself righteousness, reap steadfast love, break up your fallow ground for it is time to seek the Lord that he may come and rain righteousness upon you. And I always love this verse in a couple different ways because inside of this passage, it talks about like, hey, like work on yourself, like work on building yourself up in the right way, righteousness, right? And then it has this piece of like, break up your fallow ground. And like, this is like hard ground. Like before they could actually like plant stuff, they had to actually break up the ground. They had to till the earth in one sense. And so this talking about like the heart is like, I have to actually do the work to soften my hard heart, to soften all of this shit inside so I can actually like receive the things that I need to receive. And for me, like this is breaking down the old stories, like the old beliefs that keep me hostage, that keep me held held back, that bind me further and hold me back from being the person that I actually need to be. But I have to be willing to do this, to break it up. Like I have to be willing to tear down the walls that I've created between myself and others, myself and myself, and myself and God, all of these different things. And to be able to have this focus of like, hey, I need to be able to focus on what really matters until 
this blessing comes, until he comes, until this righteousness peace, until he reigns righteousness is like, hey, until I actually get the blessing from God that I'm looking for, not that I'm just seeking that, but like until that happens, keep doing it. And so part of this is just understanding that like I'm constantly learning and growing how I think, how I live. I'm taking apart pieces of me and putting it back together. Like I have to let go of different things to become the man that I'm going to be. And so part of the big piece that I took away from this is like reliance on God is not weakness. Like it is preparation for something better. It is just helping me grow and become better on who I actually need to be of what I actually need to do, of how I need to actually move forward. So then sometimes stepping into stacks, I walk into them and I have like no clue. Like, I'm just like, I feel pressure. I I don't really know what's going on. And so I labeled one of the stacks. I was like, this is just me getting clear. And so me getting clear of trying to work through different feelings, different emotions, different things that are going on. You see, this past uh, this past week, I guess it was, or it was yeah, this past week, um, we found out that my mom has stage three breast cancer, and so like, there's a piece of where I'm like, I'm walking in, and I like, I've got a little overwhelm when I'm trying to stack, and I'm like, I'm not sure even where to start. I'm not sure what to even talk about. Like, we're hoping that it wouldn't be on this stage. Like, we're hoping it wouldn't be this far. But like, over the next six months, she's going to be going through treatments and surgery and radiation and chemo, all these kind of things. And like, I didn't know how to feel. And so for me, for the longest time, like not knowing how to feel, it means just shut down. And so Kayla was like, you're you're lucky because you can just get this news and you can just fall asleep in one sense where she's up all night. And it's not necessarily a lucky thing because that piece compartmentalizes my emotions. Like I, I, I knew growing up that I had these boxes and I'd put different emotions and feelings and people inside of certain boxes inside of my mind. So I wouldn't have to deal with it all the time. I wouldn't have to feel and being able to connect with that has been really hard. Like therapy has been helpful with that, but it's still been extremely hard. Stacking has been the single most biggest thing that has helped me start to connect my feelings with like what's actually happening, like my feelings with reality. But oftentimes like I just want to avoid it. Like I try to hide the feelings, I try to hide the emotions just so I don't have to deal with them because they feel icky. They feel like, uh, like they just feel awful. Like they feel like something I don't actually want. But when I do this, it cuts me off from true connection. Like true connection from others, true connection with my wife, with God, all these different things. And so like all of this is trying to get clear. And the hard thing is like sometimes I step into a stack and I have no clarity at all. But typically when I leave, I either feel better because I've gotten it out or I have a lot more clarity because I've been able to focus and figure out, hey, this is what's going on. So like even looking through the stack, there's different places where I'm like, I feel confused. This is what's going on. My mind feels muddled. This is what's going on. And like walking through all of this and I get to this place where I start kind of dialoguing back and forth, like in my mind with God of like, hey, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, this seems really overwhelming. I can't figure this out. And it keeps going like back and forth to actually bring me to a place of like, hey, Like you can actually get to this place and you can continue moving forward just being who you need to be. And part of that is just being transparent of like, hey, I struggle some days too. Like I'm not perfect. I'm not this great person. Like I'm just here trying to figure it out day by day. And so like getting clear on the things that are actually up ahead is what I needed to do. So for me, I need to get it all out because once I got all out on paper, I was able to actually sit down and be like, okay, what's actually going on? Like being able to take this and say, hey, when I look at this, when I see all of the overwhelm that's coming in life, I just need to get clear. I need to start writing out what does this actually look like? 
And so one of the lessons I learned from this was getting clear on the obstacles will eliminate the overwhelm and provide a path forward. For me, there felt like there wasn't a path forward. I'm just like, I have no clue what's going on. I'm so confused. But all I had to do is get clear of like writing it down, figuring out, okay, what is actually next? Where do I actually need to move forward? So sometimes stepping into stacks, it's like, hey, we're just focusing on next steps. So like even the next day, there's a piece of me that's like, I, I pop this up and I'm like, hey, I feel a little overwhelmed and I feel a little lost still. Like there's still some stuff that that feels overwhelming. There's still some stuff that I'm like working through. And again, all the stack did was to help reframe me into what are the actual things I need to do. Here's the things I need to give up. Here's the things I need to delegate. Here's the things I need to process. And like it started being just this like brainstorming session of, okay, let's work through this. Let's work through this. Let's work through this. And they're really like one of the pieces that came out of this was the reality of feeling the weight of change. Like I have an idea of stuff that I want to implement. I have an idea of stuff that I want to do, but I don't know how to do it. And this how piece oftentimes is frustrating is because like I don't like not not knowing how I'm going to do something. Like if I know how it's going to happen, I'm like, sweet, I'm all in, let's do it. If I don't know how, it's kind of like, eh, is it really worth it? Like, cause I don't know if I'm going to get the result that I want. And so part of this is like a trust factor of being able to say, can I actually trust God? And can I actually trust myself of I can figure this out? Like I can accomplish this. I can, I can figure this out. I can make this work. I can understand this. Is this actually possible? But all of this goes back to the place of like, hey, I need to start from somewhere. I need to actually start to be able to grow and develop from the bottom up saying, hey, if I'm gonna trust God, I'm gonna start with this piece of daily gratitude. Like going in saying, trusting him first has to come to a place of where I'm grateful for him and I'm grateful for the things that are happening in my life. And so a big piece that came out of this was trusting God begins with daily gratitude. Then stepped into just the other day, another stack that was talking about just another grateful stack, working through like the opportunity of everything that I do working through the opportunity of how amazing like this year has been, like working through the opportunity of just how my life has transformed. And hopefully you can hear just in working through all of this, there's so many things that have transformed. Like it's hard for me even like pick of like, this is what I want to talk about because there's so many different pieces. I'm just going through and I'm just reading all the transformation that's happening in one week. When I'm talking through, this is how I'm showing up different. This is how my life has changed. This is how my life is better even over this past week. So uh, if you're new listening to this, I'm just on here documenting my journey of living the warrior's way, what that looks like and how it's been so transformative. And what I'm speaking from is a transformation that's happening inside stacking and inside the lessons and the daily revelations that I'm a part of as I go through this amazing life. So if you're interested and want to know more about this, go to rawmotivations.com. You can book a one-on-one there with me. Uh, If you're on social media, you can go to Instagram and just click on the real and raw Ben Taylor. And with that, shoot me a DM. We'd love to be able to talk to you. We'd love to be able to interact with you. But like my goal is to help people understand that transformation is possible. So wherever you're at and however you're feeling, you can grow, you can change, you can transform into the person that you're actually called to be. The question is, will you actually do the work that's required?